Welcome to the four-part teaching series, Deliverance, featuring Jennifer Martin. In this series, you'll learn what deliverance is, why it matters, and how you can lead others through it. And now, here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Elijah Fire series, Deliverance, featuring Jennifer Martin, part three of four. Man, the last two have been just amazing. So amazing. Your guys' testimonies have been so encouraging both to us and to everybody else that's participating. Uh, So keep them coming, you guys. I'm really, really excited about today's. Uh, We got two more, uh, two more of these. So this week's and then next week's is going to be the final one. Um, I know, sad, right? But we'll have other opportunities to do some great stuff. So just a reminder that we're creating a playlist of all these episodes on the YouTube. So if you go to uh, our YouTube, Elijah Fire YouTube, and then you go to the playlist, you'll see this. It's series one deliverance. And then we'll just keep adding series two, series three, series four. And it's going to be a great teaching tool for everybody. Cannot wait. Super, super, super stoked. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just stoked. I'm stoked about what God is doing. Stoked about today's episode. Let's get right into it. A, a woman who needs no introduction, but I will introduce her. Uh, you know her. She's a, she's an amazing uh, evangelist, revivalist, author, and uh, so let's give it up for Jennifer Martin. Hey, hey, everybody. Hey, Jeff, okay. How are you? Doing amazing. I'm really fired about today's episode. I'm Me ready too. to get into it. That the Me notes too. we were just uh, when we were planning. Backstage the past couple episodes are just getting like really, really excited. It's all, it's just going to crescendo all the way to the end. It is. It was wild to hear all the comments of the deliverance that was happening last week and the week before and all of the healings that were happening at the end of the broadcast. The Holy Spirit just took over and people were getting so delivered and set free from years of trauma. That Mm -hmm. was wild. Yeah. I saw a lot of people getting healed from childhood trauma specifically. It was really interesting and amazing. So, Beautiful. So just a couple of things to note at the end, we want to remind everybody, stick around at the end. We always have you pray for deliverance for people. We've been seeing a lot of amazing testimonies. So stick around at the end and just be expectant. Uh, just mm-hmm. allow the Lord to minister you to you through this whole time and be expectant about what he's going to do. So just wanted to say that as well. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Absolutely. He's going to yeah. move powerfully. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So part one was all about What is deliverance? Why does it matter? Part two was the heart behind deliverance. What is today about? Today is who can do deliverance? Mm. Who can do deliverance? Who can do deliverance? Who actually can carry the anointing and how to know who is actually anointed? Mm. Okay. Amen. All right. Amen. Okay. So let's get right into it. Just start answering this. Who who can do deliverance? Well, friends, I know that's one of the questions a lot of people have, um, especially with deliverance on the move right now. There's a whole movement. There are many ministers carrying deliverance. So mm-hmm. let's talk about deliverance. Let's talk about what Jesus said. So if we look in the scriptures, and I'm going to read this to you guys in Mark 16, chapter 16, verse 17 through 20. Jesus speaks to his disciples and he says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. I find that interesting that mm. he mentions that first. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and set on the right hand of God. Guys, this is the last words Jesus was giving to his disciples before he ascended to go up to sit on the right hand of God. So we need to pay attention to these words because he decided this is the most important thing I can say to my disciples and my followers right now. I need to let them know that if they believe in me, signs will follow them. And one of those signs is casting out devils. Mm. So what is the precursor or the prerequisite to casting out devils and demons, well, Jesus tells us himself that it's to believe. Mm -hmm. If you believe, you will cast out demons. It is that simple. (laughs) Jeff, we talked about last week how the heart behind deliverance, a lot of people think to do deliverance, you have to fast and pray. 
And I know that a lot of people are just baffled right now by some of the things that I've said. And I said that I didn't have to pray and fast to do deliverance. In fact, I haven't been fasting since I started doing deliverance. Mm. Um, I have fasted in my life. I've done some 40-day fast. I've done 21-day fast. I've done on and off fasting. I've done a day fast here, a three-day fast there throughout the last 20 years that I've been in ministry. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do that because I was so hungry to see more. But I just want to mention this. When some of John's disciples came to Jesus and they asked him a question and they said, why do we fast? Why do John's disciples fast and your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, well, the bridegroom is with them. He basically answered and said, why should they fast? Why should they mourn? Mm. Why should they, you know, because fasting was coupled with with mourning and, you know, humbling oneself to mm. repent of sin or, you know, repent of idolatry. You know, Israel always fasted as a place of repentance. And so Jesus said, why should they fast? The, the bridegroom is with them, but I will go away and then shall they fast. Mm. So there is this place of fasting. I think when you you're separated from the Lord, maybe through sin, maybe through uh, maybe the anointing is not moving in your life. The glory is not in your life. And there's many reasons to fast and pray. Sometimes it's just to get close to the Lord. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's to humble your flight in him and something beautiful happens. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to explain it, but I haven't needed to fast. I don't feel led to fast. I'm not saying that I won't. Sure. But at this point, it's been a year since I have fasted mm -hmm. and I'm still seeing deliverance happen. So yeah. who can do deliverance? You know, this is what we're talking about. You, so apparently, just as a testimony in my own life, I have not had to fast to do deliverance. So I just want to throw a curveball in the idea that you have to pray 40 hours a week and you have to fast, you know, 40 days before you can step into deliverance because Jesus fasted 40 days in the desert and all of these reasons why we throw these models onto deliverance but jesus yeah. gave us the answer and he said if you believe you will cast out devils mm -hmm. he didn't yeah, say so, if you do prayer and fasting right so in a way i mean I, I me personally if if i had seen that level of activation um oh okay well i'll just use elijah fire for the example like it was given to me uh, that presented to me, the opportunity was presented to me. It was a huge blessing, but it wasn't, it wasn't because of anything that made me more holy. It was just me walking in daily obedience to the Lord, walking in humility, serving. Um, but it wasn't, there was nothing I can say, ah, I'll tell you exactly how I got this. It was because I went into the wilderness and I fasted for whatever I didn't eat, you know, whatever. So there was no, I can't, point to anything and say, ah, it was because of this, this thing that I did that mm. yielded this. And so you kind of touched on that in part two, which was that, you know, it wasn't, you can't take the glory for what's happened. You can, there's no, right. it kind of removes even the temptation to even go, ah, you know, well, yeah, you know, I have to wrestle something. with that temptation. Yeah. Right. I like did I something. didn't say, okay, I'm going to go on a seven day fast and ask God for the anointing to do deliverance. You know, I mm -hmm. never did that. The only thing I did, and I mentioned this last week, mm -hmm. I was crying on my face on my living room floor almost every night. We were just in prayer, my husband yeah. and I seeking God. And I was just saying, God, there's got to be more. There is, I see your power moving. I know that there are demons in the world. You can see the darkness. And mm -hmm. I said, I know you are the only one that is able to cast out demons. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm asking you to give me that anointing, to trust me with that anointing so that people can be free. Mm -hmm. But my heart behind it was not so that I could feel anointed and amazing sure. and, and, and get a platform from it or a name. Mm -hmm. My heart behind it was I saw people struggling. I saw people bound and yeah. I wanted to fight for their freedom. Mm. And I was asking God, I was just pleading with the Lord, please give me the anointing to see people free. Yeah. And yeah. I believe part of that may have been why he answered me. But so, you know, who can do deliverance? I, I just feel that those that believe in the Lord and his love and power will see it if they will go after it. And Jesus even gives us permission to go after things too. Like step out and believe him that he'll use you to cast out demons and heal the sick. 
Just step out. He said, go there. He tells us stories about the, the unjust, the, the widow that went to the unjust judge. Remember, and she mm-hmm. was knocking on the door and she said, avenge me of my adversary. And she wouldn't leave him alone. She kept knocking and she kept knocking. And eventually the unjust judge comes out and says, give this woman whatever she needs because she's continually wearing me out. <laughs> You know, and I said, maybe, maybe sometimes the Lord looks at us and he sees our faithfulness and our, you know, uh, stance and our stubbornness, if you will, to believe in him and who he is and that it's not anything we can do to earn the anointing. It's something that must be given to us by the father. Mm-hmm. He has to give us the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I think even, um, we touched on this a little bit last time too, of, God honors our requests, even though sometimes we ask it, not fully understanding the gravity of what we're asking for, but he knows we're asking from a sincere place. And I often realize that a lot of the things that I walk through with the Lord, I end up just learning them as I'm doing them. It's like a learn as you go thing. It, mm. it, th- there's nothing that very seldom is it this. I mean, there are times where I have these quiet seasons where the Lord is preparing me for something else, but when I actually get the thing, there's no possible way I would be able to know exactly what to do in every situation other than to just be obedient to the Lord. And that's, that's all he requires of us. So Amen. it's the whole faith by sight, faith, not by sight thing. So, yes. um, yes. okay. So before we get any farther, I just remember we wanted to play a, a, a clip of a deliverance session really quick. It's about like a minute, 20, 20 ish seconds. So we'll play this and then we'll talk some more about, who can do deliverance. Here we go. And this is where I contracted my hepatitis C from my addiction. And all of a sudden, you said someone's blood. I did not like somebody, you've had an issue in your blood. God is healing your blood right now. It might be hepatitis C or some kind of blood. Who is that for? Who is that? Is that you? Yeah, God is healing that right now. don't see that happened right after that video is after I prayed for her, she literally flipped over and she laid on her stomach completely frozen with her legs and feet sprawled out for like five or 10 minutes. Wow. And I told my team go over there because I knew what that was. That was demons continuing to manifest because she needed more freedom. Mm. So my team went over there and I said, they know what to do. They sit and they wait and they pray in the Holy Ghost. And then she began to become active and began to move. And they said, let's go in the back room because there was manifestation happening. And I was about to go into preaching. And so the Holy Spirit did it all perfectly where he actually, he shut those demons down so that they would not continue to interrupt. Because when they took her to the back room and continued to pray for her, she coughed up and vomited out so many demons from things she had been through in her life that manifested, that tried to, they were violent. They became violent. And, and of course they're not allowed to touch the team and they don't, but they, they want to, they become very violent. They scream, they shake, they, they, they scratch at the ground. They do all these things and she got free. So they were back there and she's, I can literally hear it while I'm preaching and she's (sighs) hacking up demons while I'm preaching. And I knew while I was preaching, I said, Holy ghost, you were so wise because mm-hmm. that would have taken over the entire service. Yeah. No one else would have been able to receive the word preached. And then I would have spent all of my time ministering to that one lady because yeah. that's what I would do. You know, if she was manifesting, I would, I would deliver her. I would set her free. And I, I saw how the Holy Spirit did such a beautiful thing mm-hmm. where he showed the people the deliverance, but then didn't allow it to control the evening. Mm. So 
it was incredible. She got filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, she was just amazingly set free and it was just beautiful. So when I touched her, see, that's when the demons began to manifest because she was sitting there talking to me. She was mm -hmm. testifying, right? You could hear her talk about yep. when you said, hep I knew the Lord brought me back. Like yeah. she, it was her. And then when I touched her and I began to pray, the anointing hit and the demons manifested and screamed, stop it at me. Mm -hmm. You know, you could hear she was yeah. shaking my arm and there was a demon. Stop it. And then right after that, you hear her go, Jesus. And that's because she came back to call to the Lord because she knew that demon was manifesting. So she's now fighting for her freedom. Mm. So it's like a wrestle sometimes between the demonic spirits that don't want to leave and the person that wants them to leave. Yeah. So and the thing that, that I asked you a couple of this was like not during this series that we're doing, but it was a little while ago. As I said, can you pray for somebody who's uh, who is under demonic oppression, um, but maybe or there's like straight demon possessed or whatever term you want to use? Uh, she, she or like they, you pray for them. Uh, let me rephrase this. Okay, do you need to ask them? Hey, do you want do you want me to pray for you to get deliverance? You can sometimes just pray for people. And then they could start manifesting because you don't mm -hmm. always know something's there, right? Right. If they start yeah. manifesting, I believe the Holy Spirit and his glory is giving them that window of opportunity to be free. Mm -hmm. And instead of stopping and saying, hey, do you want freedom? I will just go ahead and begin to do the deliverance mm -hmm. because most of the time, I'd say 98, 99 percent of the time, when a demon is manifesting, that person wants freedom. Mm. So you don't have to stop and like have a conversation and make sure that they want freedom and all. I just begin the deliverance. I begin to cast the demons out. I command them to leave. I cut the roots. I do all the things. Now, the mm. only thing that would make you think, okay, I'm missing something here is if the demon doesn't leave, if it starts saying no to you, um, if it says certain statements like I'm part of them. I'm in the mind. Sometimes there will be certain statements said that I know that person has not broke agreement with the demon. Okay. And then I, so if the, if it's saying no, if it's resisting me, if it's doing things like this, I'll bring the person back up by their name, you call their name, bring them back up. And then I ask them, you know, do you need to repent of something? What is that? Why is the spirit hanging on to you? Do you want freedom? And then that's where you would then get that permission and get the person to yeah let go. Yeah. Cause the, I, I was taught or told, but not necessarily taught by everybody that I've heard, but I've been told by a few people, Oh no, you have to, they have to say, yes, I want deliverance. And then I was like, the more I thought of them, like, that doesn't really make sense because like, if you're talking to somebody and they're so taken over by a demon, of course the demon's going to say no. Um, and so mm -hmm. it, yeah, it just, that was, that was very like, that was a good thing. Like when I when I heard you say that, given your experience, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so. and you've got to have the fire of the Holy Ghost. Like we're mm -hmm. answering the question, okay, how do you do deliverance? How do you move in deliverance? Who could do deliverance? You've got to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Like you have to. We on the last week we prayed for everyone to be baptized in the love of the Holy Ghost because mm -hmm. I feel like that is the foundational. Um, layer of doing deliverance is his love. You have to love yeah. him. You have to love people enough mm -hmm. to, to fight with them, you know, to fight for their freedom, to cast the demons out of them. That sometimes takes longer than five minutes, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you have to care enough about people that you lay down your life yeah. and a deliverance minister. You have got to be a servant first. You're not like the highly anointed, amazing, you know, ruler that gets the red carpet, you know, and the, and the, the treatment, you know, and, and all of this, but, but be the one that washes the feet in heaven, you know? in heaven, you will. I'm yes. sure. Amen. <laughs> Amen. The Lord's going to try to give us our crowns. And then we're yep. just going to say, no, Lord, this is your yep. crown. And we're yep. going to take it off and we're going to throw it back at him. And then there's going to be a wrestling match, Yeah, you know, like he wrestled with Jacob, but we're going to wrestle and he's going to say, uh -huh. wear your crown. We're going to say, no, yeah. you wear my crown. <laughs> yeah. Can we just take every crown and melt it into a giant crown? Like everybody just throw their crowns and we'll just melt them together and make a giant. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but, okay. Yeah. We have to be humble. We have to be ready to serve the people, you know, yeah. what they need. That's so who can do deliverance? One that will be a servant. Yeah. You know, yeah. Jesus so said my that, question yeah. uh, then is because there's people that have been deliverative stuff 
long, long rooted stuff that's been rooted for a long time delivered. The first episode of this last week mm-hmm. going to be delivered this week and next week. But let's let's talk about the people from parts one and two that got delivered or stuff. Can they lead somebody in deliverance if they're praying for somebody and they all of a sudden see them manifest? Can they lead them in? Through deliverance. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. I would okay. never try to force a deliverance, but if you're being yep. led by the Holy Spirit to maybe call something out on someone, make sure it's the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're trying to start a deliverance, I don't necessarily try to start deliverances. Mm-hmm. Um, Often I'll just lay hands on someone. The fire of the Holy Ghost will hit them. And if there's demons on them, they'll start manifesting or whatever's in them that needs to heal will come out. So guys, as you're praying for people, trust the Holy Spirit to pour into them and give them what they need. So in that Mm -hmm. moment, it might be trauma being healed, might be memories being healed, might be some, you know, different situations, physical healing, something in their heart, or it could be a demonic root that needs to come out or they need to repent of something. So the secret to doing deliverance is you have to be so yielded to the Holy Spirit that you realize you're there to serve the Holy Ghost and how he is going to deliver this person. But if they are, if you just receive deliverance and you're like, I don't know if I can do deliverance, but somebody's starting to manifest around you. Listen, if they're manifesting around you and a demon starts speaking through the person as you're praying for them, then the Holy Spirit is trusting you to then take them through deliverance. And I want to tell you some of the best deliverance ministers are those that have been delivered. Some mm. of the best ones. And the reason I say that is, is because you know the process because you witnessed it internally and you know what the person's going through. You understand what it means to yield to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit taught you for your deliverance. And so you're the best coach there is because you yielded to God and got deliverance. You can coach someone else through their deliverance. Sometimes they need coaching. Like, don't swallow that back down. We've had to tell people, Jeff, literally stuff starts coming up their throat and I see them going, you know, and they're they're swallowing back down. And we have to tell them, no, 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 that is the stuff coming out. So you need to let it up. You need to either hack it out, spit it out, cough it out, yawn it out, burp it out, whatever. It's stuff coming out. And that's Mm. how the the demons leave. Mm. They leave through the mouth. Very often they leave through the mouth. They leave through the nose. But um, just coach them. Help them understand what it means to yield the Holy Spirit. But yes, guys, you can do deliverance. Um, just, just don't have open doors of sin. You know, if yeah. you're, if you're walking in your life, you're hungry for the Lord. You know that you're set apart. You know, there's nothing in you that's convicting you that needs to be changed. Listen, you have absolute permission. If you believe in Jesus Christ and you are walking in obedience to his word and commandments, you can do deliverance. All it takes is faith. Mm, so why is it the mouth specifically? Because um, that's what illumination just asked. She's mm-hmm. always been curious because obviously you have people throw up spit comes out sometimes people's just mouths open right like yes. they're just like, you know mouth is yes. a gate so why why do you think it's the mouth i believe that that's just where they're exiting the physical body mm-hmm. and that's where the exit is i mean if you think about it, if they're in the body they're in the tissues mm-hmm. they enter and exit they have to enter and they have to exit you know and our eyes are gates right the mouth is a gate the ears are gates so i mean in the spirit realm if we're filled then things can leave too. You know, you can be, you can, a demon can enter you. So the demon has to leave you and they just have to exit out the body. I don't know specifically other than that is the way that they do exit. Hmm. They exit out of the mouth and out of the nose. And I guess it has to have a way to leave the actual physical body Mm -hmm. and the tissues. And I guess the mouth, it seems makes sense is that would be a great place for it to leave. Yeah, well, I mean, you can, because you talked about how crying is a form of deliverance, mm-hmm. too. So, I mean, it's like you've got eyes. crying, yeah. you got snot coming out the nose, you can mm-hmm. burp or, or throw up, or spit. Uh, sometimes I would imagine it comes out the other end, too. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's as common, but um, I've heard that it Not does. Not as calming, but yes, passing gas, things like that can mm-hmm. happen, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, so when somebody manifests... You're just praying for them. Okay. Well, let's just say you didn't seek out deliverance. Somebody, they didn't seek out deliverance, but they're going to somebody and they're just praying for them. Like somebody's like, man, I've been really dealing with like, like a lot of like anxiety right now. And they're like, dude, let's pray, man. Let's just like, and they start praying and they start manifesting. 
Do you always take that as your cue? Okay, we're going, let's do this. Yeah, if that demon's manifesting, then it's coming out. Okay. That's that's your next, you know, step is okay, this thing's coming out. Remember, whatever you do, do it by faith. And I mentioned this last week. You've got to believe. You have mm-hmm. to have faith. Jesus said, if you can believe, you can move mountains. I mm-hmm. love when he said that. If you can believe, all things are possible for him that believes. That's in mm-hmm. Mark 9, 23. Yeah. And it's literally in the same area where he's talking about uh, unbelief only comes out by, but by prayer and fasting. And he's yeah. not talking about deliverance. He's talking about get unbelief out of your life, guys. He's like, yeah. if you have to pray and fast, get all the unbelief out until you're at the place where it's like you believe all things are possible. Mm-hmm. And if we are truly in the spirit of God, we have to say, okay, all things are possible. No matter if you you have been sick, or you maybe you've been sick, but it doesn't matter. All things are possible. Don't lose hope that God is the power and the anointing to set you free from sickness, yeah. from demons, from trauma. Guys, all things are possible. Choose faith over doubt and unbelief. And these are the people that are going to overcome. Jesus said, he that has faith will overcome the world. Yeah. So we've got to let our faith rise up inside of us. And it works through love. Mm. It works yeah. through love. Yeah. That last episode was a big, like, and I pointed it out then it was a big, like moment yeah. for people when they're, I mean, it, we were talking about before the show on before one of the shows, I was saying that how you're talking about fasting and praying. He's talking about, about your unbelief, not about getting this demon out of this, this boy, this demon possessed boy. Right. Um, and, uh, mm-hmm. and that was like a big, that was a big, re- like revolutionizing that because what sometimes we yeah. just get in this mode through years of hearing something where we all of a sudden lose the connected tissue of context with something. So we were talking about, uh, when people are like money is the root of all evil and you go, no, 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 mm-hmm. the love of money is the root of all evil. And, right. and I think we, it makes me wonder how many other scriptures I've I have that mentality about. And so it's like, I'm just asking the Lord to open my eyes Mm -hmm. um, to see the true meaning behind these passages that I know very well. Um, So, yeah, Yeah, you have to read around it, too, because, you know, in that situation, when Jesus was saying this kind doesn't come out by prayer and fasting, they're saying, why couldn't we cast it out? Jesus's answer was because of your unbelief. But look at the situation. Why were they in unbelief? Well, the story is that the, the young boy was throwing himself into a fire. The, the demons were violently manifesting. So I could it be that the disciples were watching the way this demon was manifesting and maybe a little bit of unbelief came in because sure. of the terror and the power of that demon? Maybe they hadn't seen a demon that throws persons into a fire before. Yeah. Maybe they hadn't seen someone spewing and and violently thrashing on the ground. Who knows what it even looks like? Because demons mm-hmm. are you know nasty and relentless, and they'll try to kill people when they're manifesting. You know, so the disciples had to look at that, and maybe the 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 display of that devil manifesting did something in them, and they're like, I don't know if I have faith to cast this one out. So they're trying to cast it out, but inside they're terrified. Mm-hmm. that the demon might jump on him and thrash him or something. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus was even saying in situations like this, in another situation too, where they were casting demons out and they said, why couldn't we cast it out? You know, and Jesus said, oh, faithless and perverse generation, mm-hmm. how long shall I be with you? Yeah. So his answer was not, oh, non-fasting and non-praying generation. He didn't say, because oh, you didn't fast and pray enough. How long shall I be with you? He said, <laughs> faithless generation, yeah. guys, faithless. So how can we get more faith? Like, can you walk up to demons violently manifesting and say, I got this? Because if you don't have that kind of faith, you can't do deliverance. You cannot be shaken. Mm. So I have to make sure that I am in complete authority. I know that I am. Mm. And I command demons to leave because they have to obey Christ in me. Mm-hmm. What's the Bible say? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, we all know that one. We've been quoting it since we were little. Right. So it's time to believe that and know when you're walking up to a demon manifesting or you're praying for someone and they start manifesting, listen, that demon is already terrified by the anointing on you. Mm. It fills the Holy Spirit. It's manifesting to try to get project fear onto you to see if it can get you to be afraid so that you won't have the faith to cast it out and you go away disappointed 
you know, mm-hmm. and hanging your head down saying, oh, no, I guess I don't have the anointing to do that. No, the demon deceived you. Mm. You have the anointing by the Holy Spirit, friend, mm-hmm. to cast that demon out. And you, because I literally had demons get up in my face saying, you can't cast me out. I'm like, oh, really? Watch this. <laughs> yeah. So this is where you have to know who you are. You don't let the demons affect you. So how do we get this faith? Or we can walk up and be like, get out of here, devil. Mm-hmm. Well, faith works by love. We need our faith to work, right, mm-hmm. in that situation. Yeah. So faith works by love. So yeah. my faith's not even going to work unless I have love behind it. Mm. And that love comes from, number one, loving God, letting him love you. You have to know that you are loved. Mm. You have to know that God loves you. And you have to love him enough to set his child free. And number two, you've got to love the children of God, the people that are in bondage enough. You have to love them. And when your love for them comes out and is is compelling you, that's going to make your faith work because your love for them says this demon has to leave. Their torment has to go. Their mm. trauma has to go. And then you won't stop at anything. It's yeah. like a mama bear with her baby cubs. You don't touch my baby cubs. Mm-hmm. You've got to get that kind of tenacity on you. Yeah. Everybody you're praying for is your baby cub. Yeah. Amen. It's like they're your family. And I feel that way when I'm doing deliverance, I feel like I'm going to fight for them till the end, you know? Mm. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So we actually, this is kind of a nice segue. We've got a clip of a guy that manifests the demon of rage. It's a a fairly Mm. quick clip, but I think it's a great launching off point for something else we want to talk about. So let's play this really quick. I release the fire of the Holy Ghost. I release the fire of the Holy Stop it. Who are you? Rage. Are you the strong man? Are you the strong man? Is there more? Say this after me. I bind every spirit in this body that is evil to me. And I command us to go to the pit. Now. Go. Help. Now. I got it. It's okay. Go ahead. Out. And the sunset is free indeed. There it goes. Yeah, there it goes. Yeah. So that was like a, that was like a quicker one. It was, he even had some more after that. He started manifesting towards one of my volunteers and getting in their face and saying things. So there was other spirits that I then went over there. I saw that altercation. So I went over there and cast the rest of them out because sometimes they just hide. One will surface and come out. That's why you, you, you really don't know sometimes um, if they are getting complete freedom. But I trust the Holy Spirit that if there's more, I'm not talking about the first one. He got free of that first demon mm-hmm. rage that came out. But sometimes there's underlying things like when I talked about that the past few weeks. And sometimes there's layers. And, but I trust the Holy Spirit that if there is more, he will, he will push them yeah. to the surface. They will manifest and then I'll deal with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so he actually, we know him. He has gone to a lot of our meetings. He has been to our conferences over the years and he had never manifested. Wow. This was literally day five of the tent revival last year. This was literally night two of me doing deliverance. Night two. So I'm literally a baby, y'all. I don't even really know what I'm doing. I am just doing it by faith. I am yeah. trying, you know, to bind the strong man. You know, people say bind the strong man. So I'm just like doing things that I've heard people say to do, okay? Mm-hmm. And since then, you know, I'm not really binding the strong man. I will, I will go and find the root. I do it in my own terminology. I may not say strong man, but sure. I'm still going after the roots of things. And there's different ways that the Holy Spirit taught me to do it. Yeah. But he started manifesting after... I, I literally started challenging the demonic spirits in the atmosphere because I could feel so much warfare and stuff in under the tent. And I said, I'm about to fight because I could feel the enemy trying to stop what God wanted to do. And I said, that's it. And Monday was preaching at the time. And he looked at me because he was feeling it too. And he's like, I could see it in his eyes. He's like, what do we do? And he's looking at me and I could, I, I could feel the resistance and he could too. We could barely mm-hmm. preach. We could barely move wow. in the miracles that God wanted to do. 
And the whole time I'm thinking, wait a second, why is this happening on night five when night one, two, three, four was wide open, glory, miracles, power of God, deaf hearing, demons coming out, you know, kids yeah. weeping in the glory. Yeah. Okay, why night five yeah. did this resistance come? And I knew it by the Holy Spirit. He said, because the enemy doesn't care if you do a four day revival. Hmm. He said, he cares if you won't stop. Uh. Because so some of these then, demons were kind of just waiting it out. Like, yeah, they, yeah. they, they, when they, when they realized we were serious and we said, we're going to extend for a month warfare, <laughs> but they couldn't stop. So I challenged yeah. it. I said, every demonic spirit in here, I command you now. I paralyze you in Jesus name. And as I did that, literally within a minute, I'm just walking across the front and you saw as he started manifesting, that was right after I took authority. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was kind of like the the demon was like, oh, I've held on for four days. I can't do this anymore. You mm -hmm. know, and to me, it seems a bit like the pride of a demon, too, mm -hmm. especially if you're saying something like that, their pride kicks in and they they're like, mm -hmm. I have to I have to confront this person and put them in their place, which was their biggest mistake, obviously. Yeah. So. And I asked him because he knows me and he's literally coming at me with his fist, you know, going, rrr, rrr. you saw it in the video. Yeah, he's he's like guy. literally coming at me, stepping at me. And I asked him like, what was going on internally in that moment? He said, I hated you. He wow. said, I wanted to like take you out. Basically, I wanted to take your life. Like he could, and a spirit of murder came up that I cast out. It actually talked to me. It's not in that video, but it is on the live stream if people are interested. And I asked him about it later. I said, can I share this? Because I realize this might not be what you want shared about you. And he said, yes, I want people to see the power of God moving. Mm. So yeah, he's gotten so free. His family's gotten free. Amazing. And that was just beautiful. Yeah. So the this is like one of those clips you were telling me that's, like one of the ones that's gone viral basically for yes. a multitude of reasons, but you've gotten some criticism from it. And I think it's worth pointing out. Yeah. You got some criticism about it specifically because you didn't say in Jesus name, blah, 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 blah. Right. I didn't say in Jesus name, you guys heard yeah. that clip. Mm -hmm. So I, it's got almost a million views now. I think it's just under a million and yeah, a lot of skeptics, a lot of, you know, unbelievers, of course, saying it's a pretend. That's what they think, because, you know, if they actually acknowledge that it's real, then they have to confront their own darkness and sin mm -hmm. and, you know, deal with the reality that God is real and that they need to answer for their life. But uh, the Christians and believers that, you know, don't agree with that, have got a lot of flack from believers, which is sad. But yeah, they said, you didn't use in Jesus name. You know, you have to use in Jesus name because Jesus said, whatever you say in my name. And I did a study on this many, many years ago and discovered that when Jesus said, whatever you do in my name, in mm -hmm. my name, name means character. Mm -hmm. The root of the Greek of mm. that word name means character. Mm. And this set me on a whole different understanding of what it meant that it wasn't about saying in Jesus name. You can say it if you want to. There's nothing wrong with saying in Jesus name. I pray in Jesus name all the time. I, I, I cast out demons in Jesus name. I've done it plenty of times. You can find other of my videos where I do say it, mm -hmm. but it means those that are doing it in my character, mm -hmm. the character of Christ, which is his love, his servant heart, mm -hmm. his obedience to the father yeah. that he said, I and the father are one. I only do what I see the father doing. I only speak what I hear the father saying mm. so there the character of christ is to be one with the lord and to walk with him and only move with him and that is the most important thing you can you mm. can do that's so good yeah well and then i also pulled up some scriptures uh matthew eighteen twenty says for where two or three gather in my name there mm. i am with them and so that's one i mean you guys were in a tent revival and there's definitely more than three people that were mm. gathering in the name of Jesus. Right. right. So there's right. that, but then also I was thinking about two examples in the Bible that came up off the top of my head were the woman with the issue of blood, which is in Mark chapter five and Luke chapter eight, um, who she just went up and touched Jesus. Like Jesus, mm. there was no ceremony. There was no, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. nothing like his disciples turned and said, yes, we shall pray for you. We shall, None yeah. of them even noticed. Mm -hmm. um, and this woman was just like, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, right. I can get I can get healed. And then, of course, in Acts chapter five, it talks about 
tons of people getting saved. And then they're like, Peter was walking by and they, were, they said they put the, their sick along the path that he was going to walk, that his shadow might heal them. And then it says all these other things. And at the end it says, and they were all healed. Like Peter was just walking by them and they got healed. Come on. Um, Man, I want to walk. I want us to walk in that glory. That's crazy. Uh, Come on. Yeah. So those that come in my name, in my name, they shall. In my name, they Mm -hmm. shall. It's we're ambassadors of Christ. We've Mm -hmm. been sent already. We are the sent ones. We are the sent ones of Christ. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. We are the messengers of Christ. We are already coming in his name. Yeah. So what everything we do is in his name. We've got to understand. We have got to come out of this religious mindsets. We have got to get free of our understanding of the reality of the kingdom of God and what Jesus mm. actually meant by those mm. statements. So, yeah. yeah, I've I've just I see the Holy Spirit doing so much and every deliverance is unique. You know, mm. this is why you have to be led by the Holy Spirit. You know, you, someone who can do deliverance has to be so yielded to the Holy Spirit that you don't put any trust in your own thinking, in mm. your own ways, even in your past experience. Mm-hmm. Because there was a time where I was doing a deliverance and I kind of said, well, I've done it like this before, so I'll just say this, you know, and like the same things. And I think it was tired. It had been like maybe five hours or something. And I'm just doing my little prayer and I'm just like, and God's still moving by his grace. Thank the Lord. But I wasn't in a state of just like really listening and yielding as much as Mm -hmm. I normally would be. I was just kind of praying and going and just like, Holy Spirit, do what they need. Holy Spirit, do what they need. And God knows my intention behind that. My heart is always right. But I have to be honest, I was physically really tired, but I will sacrifice my life and my tiredness for a whole line of people if I have to for hours and hours. I don't care. Mm. And I trust the Holy Spirit to move, not based on my fired up behavior, but on his desire to touch them. So I don't Mm. need to be all fired up and into it to pray for someone because the Holy ghost is all fired up and into it and he's charged up. So it doesn't matter if I'm tired and he gets it. So I just, it's not based on your feelings. It's based on, you do it by faith. You know, you trust. And so, yeah. And I just did my same thing. And then I was like, no, they need some breakthrough. And I was like, I'm sorry, Lord, let me pull, let me really focus here. You know? And I was like tired, ready to go home. And I was like, what did (laughs) they need? And I'm just Mm. focusing and I'm leaning into the Lord's heart. And all of a sudden, like the anointing begins to flow. Awesome. And I realized, um, you know, that you need to be very yielded and submitted to the Holy Ghost Mm. um, to see people truly get free. So just if you feel like nothing's flowing, maybe just stop for a minute. Maybe just lean back into him and just listen. And it's okay to pause. That's really good. And just hear the Holy Spirit for a minute. I do this so often where I'll just be holding hands or I have my hand on their head. And sometimes I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for the anointing. I'm waiting for the Lord to move and go before me. So the Mm. Bible says the glory of the Lord will go before us, behind us, and all sides, right? Mm -hmm. So I wait for the glory to go before me. And I don't try to rush the Holy Spirit into the prayer that's happening. I'm kind of waiting on the Lord. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes I'm just waiting and it's okay to pause and not know what to say or pray or do. It's okay to wait and just watch and see what the Holy Spirit does. Sometimes I'll just stand there. I'm not praying. I'm just looking at their face and I'm like, thank you, Holy Spirit. And he's just beginning to touch them. And then I'll feel the electricity start to flow through my hand. And then I'm watching their face. And then there it comes. There's Mm. the tears and the anointing is touching them. And they don't need my words and they don't need my nice prayers. They don't need my quoting scripture over them. All they needed was the love of the Holy Spirit to set them free. Mm. And I've learned so much with how to do deliverance by just waiting on him. Mm, so that is so good. That's so good. I think uh, there's just this, this tendency we have to just like create formulas and to, yeah. to be like, and I think I said that last time too. And it's like, it, it's so not that at all. And I think for me, uh, it's also better when I get a word of knowledge about somebody to just act on it right then and there, because then otherwise I like, sit there and try to formulate like a script in my head. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, next time I see him, I'll do this or yes. I'll say this and I'll, and then God's going to do this because <laughs> I yes. just have like a wild imagination. So mm-hmm. it, doing, being obedient, just doing things in the moment. And then, yeah, those moments when I don't, I found even with myself, 
those moments when I don't, I, I don't know what to pray. And mm-hmm. it, uh, when I, when somebody's asking for prayer and so I'm just sitting there in those moments where I just let the moment breathe and I allow mm-hmm. the Lord to speak to me, boom, they start, it starts coming and you feel the anointing and you just, so, That's so good. yeah. Um, so my question now is like, say somebody watches all four of these episodes, say they watch all four of these episodes, like five times and they still don't feel like they got any deliverance, even though they know things are there. Are they able to lead somebody through deliverance? They're spirit filled Christian. They love the Lord, but they Mm -hmm. just haven't felt like they've gotten that thing on. Can they lead somebody through deliverance? Absolutely. Mm. Like I said before, if you, if you're not walking in iniquity, you're not walking in sin, Mm -hmm. you're not walking in disobedience of the Lord. That is very important. Mm -hmm. You know, that people are truly set apart, walking in holiness and purity before the Lord. But if you still have things there, you know, it's not your fault that they're there. If you've repented and renounced and you're walking a life of, you know, in righteousness, you're seeking after God, you're hungry for him. You know, he's continuing to move in your life. Like I said before, if if there's people around you, you're praying for them. You're a spirit filled Christian. You have the Holy Spirit. So it doesn't matter if there's demons that have been tormenting you. The spirit of God in you can move through your life and flow out of your belly rivers of living water to give another person drink, even if you still have trauma. Mm. I have testimony after testimony of people that I've taken through deliverance. People around them manifested, friends, coworkers, people at church, ministry leaders, people in their ministry teams. And they, they demons manifested around this person who had gotten deliverance. They weren't completely free. But they had had deliverance and these people manifested. Well, what's your response? I would say, what do you think it should be? Like, what, what is right in that moment to leave them there manifesting? And you're like, oh, well, I think I still need freedom. So <laughs> I guess I just will leave their demon in them. Yeah. <laughs> or should you, out of love and compassion, say, yeah. they have a demon that I have to help. I have to cast mm-hmm. it out. See, your love will motivate you and compel you to set them free. You will see the Holy Spirit set them free. In this one situation, she delivered that girl of demons, one of her co-workers. She came back to the revival weeks later and had more demons cast out of her, Mm -hmm. the girl that did the deliverance. So Yeah, that's crazy. And I've, I've heard of it a few times. So I'm like, wow, okay. So there is grace and mercy of the Holy Spirit because he wants people free. And he moves from love and compassion. And that's all we need, guys, is love and compassion. Mm. Don't worry about the rule book. Don't worry about trying to analyze what all the scriptures say. Love and compassion. Jesus said the greatest of all is love. He said, Paul said the greatest of all three of faith, hope, and love is love. So it's greater than faith. I know we need faith to cast out the demons, but even greater Mm. than faith to cast out the demons is love. Which is what happened to you. Yes. You got God's heart for his people. It's true. Uh, and that it, was, it, it started with love. It's true, guys. So. I have such a burden. And before I go into meetings, I cry with the Lord. And I just say, Lord, there's people that are coming here tonight that need your freedom. They mm. need deliverance. And I say, if you don't move, Lord, then, then I don't know what to do. But I, I depend on him. I don't feel like I'm the movement of God, that mm. I'm going to show up and it's deliverance is going to happen because I show up. I feel so far away from having any influence. I know God has chosen to do it through me, but I also know he is the source. So when I go in, um, I know, Holy Spirit, if you don't show up, nothing's going to happen. And I'm talking to him. I'm ministering to him. And I just say, please help me to find your heart. Please help Mm. me to flow with your heart. Please help me to move with you. And don't let me miss one person that's broken. And Lord, open their hearts and help them know that you want to set them free. Mm. And I just like, I have this place of just brokenness for the body. And Mm. after the meeting's over and all the deliverance happens, oftentimes I'll just lay on the stage of where I am and cry because I've seen God show up and he did it again and he Mm -hmm. delivered all these people. And I watch and I say, God, this is the most holy, beautiful thing that I've ever wanted to see in my whole life. And Mm -hmm. I cry and I just say, if this is the last time Mm -hmm. I ever see you move, I want you to know that this is the most beautiful thing I've ever experienced. Mm -hmm. And I can die right now and go to heaven and feel satisfied. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, that is my heart. It really is my heart. 
And um, this is why I keep pushing. And this is why I want to do the live streams. And I want to keep doing the videos. And I want to yeah. do all the things because there's so many people that are broken. And I can't stand to sit on the sidelines anymore. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That's yeah. so good. And I know there's a lot of people who feel that same thing. And the reality is you can do it yes. wherever you are. You don't have to set up a giant tent, yeah. a tent revival and go past the four day mark in order to see God show up. Yeah, you don't you have can to go door to door. You can pray for somebody in the supermarket. Mm-hmm. I literally took somebody through deliverance doing door to door evangelism. Wow. And I started praying for her and I wasn't expecting it because this was the first time I'd seen it outside of an organized revival meeting, you know, that we were gathering at. I started, we did door to door and I just said, can we just pray for you? You know, we just want to bless people in this community. You know, real simple. We don't act all like, you know, charismatic or whatever about it. We're just like, hey, we're wanting to bless everyone in the community and we just love people. And we love Jesus and we just want to pray for you. Is that okay? It's just real simple. And they're like, most of the people will say yes. So I prayed for this girl and she immediately starts manifesting Whoa. as we're praying. Like within 30 seconds to a minute within the prayer, she starts, her whole body starts going forward and she's hanging and her arms are hanging down. And I'm praying and I'm looking at her and I'm like, what? What is the going? What is happening? I'm like, is she under the power of God? Is she receiving? Is this peace? And then I finally realized, oh, no, this is a demon manifesting. So some people you may not know because sometimes it's not a demonstrative manifestation. Mm-hmm. But I was like, this isn't normal for her to just hang like this for five minutes. Like, you know, when people are feeling God, you know, it's peace or, you know, there's these different things or joy. But she's literally frozen, almost like she was going into a comatose state and she's just receiving. And I was like, oh, my goodness, what is happening? I was like, and we just commanded it to stop and everything yeah. to loose her. And, and God started highlighting to our team, like generational sins of witchcraft wow. and all the stuff started getting targeted and we're Dude. like, okay, we're doing a full on deliverance right yeah, here. Here we doorway. go. <laughs> and I was like, wow. okay, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. But therein again, if you're yielded to the Holy Spirit, your day to day, you know, just be ready. And if that's happening, then you're there and you know what to do. You just command mm-hmm. it to leave, mm-hmm. detach the roots, cut the roots, command the demon to come out. You can make it that simple. That's and then great. you just keep commanding it to come out until it yeah. comes all the way out. Sometimes I have yeah. to say, come out for five minutes. And I just don't move from my stance, you know, finally soldier, you know, take up your sword of the spirit and your, your helmet of salvation and put on your breastplate of righteousness and you stand, you know, Mm. and sometimes in deliverance, you stand Ephesians six and you don't Mm. move from that position because you know, greater is he in you than he that is in that person that is Mm. manifesting and that you are going to see it come out. So you just command it to go until it does. But yeah. Anywhere you go, guys, if you just trust the Holy Spirit, we can see deliverance in the church, in the streets, in the marketplaces, wherever we go. Mm. And then going back just really quick to what you were saying about, no, you don't need to have all the stuff out of you before you can pray for someone else to be delivered, or even you feel like you've gotten anything substantial delivered. If you are walking in purity before the Lord, you are seeking him, you're you're making steps to move in the direction of him. Yes. You're going to see you, you are able to do that for other people, walk other people through deliverance. And it was reminded of some ministers I've seen that have powerful healing ministries mm-hmm. and they themselves have not been healed of something. And yet God is, is releasing healing through their ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been, they have to sit there patiently sometimes for a couple of years before they start to see healing but they're still praying for healing for other people mm-hmm. those people are getting set free they're being healed all that stuff so i was just reminded of that that's um, beautiful i have a yeah. friend that actually has an eye condition where their eyes don't go straight and they can't read they have to read very up close to their face oh, and man. under their ministry they see people healed in their vision they see blindness man. healed and i said Lord, that's just a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It's just humbling. Oh, you know, yeah. it's just humbling. And and that's and I wanted to read this real quick. I mm-hmm. and I wanted to make the statement that ministers have to be humble. When I talked about being a servant, you have to be humble. You have to be a servant. Um, and Jesus tells us, "He that humbles himself shall be exalted." So if you want to move in the anointing, the place you have to start 
and the place you have to stay is humbled as low as you can go at the feet of Jesus. And it doesn't matter how much your platform expands or God does favor in your life or how many miracles you start seeing or how many deliverance you start seeing. God might start using you everywhere to do deliverance. This is what's happening with people that come and get prayer under this ministry and they've come to the deliverance schools, they've received training and activation and impartation, and they're going out and they're starting to see this happen in their life. But I've taught them, you stay humble under the hand of the Lord. And what happens is He will lift you up and He will keep moving through you. But remember, He gets all the glory. So mm-hmm. don't forget that. He gets all the glory. Jesus said in Matthew 23, He that is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. Mm. So humility is beautiful. It's the most beautiful garment you can wear. And when your heart is humble before the Lord, he is going to use you in all the ways that he wants to use you. Just Mm -hmm. be ready. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Okay. Let's have you pray for the people because... I'm stoked for that. Amen. Amen. Friends, just lift your hands where you are right now and just close your eyes. And I want you just to open your heart and open your, your, you know, just lift your face to the Lord and open your heart and be ready to receive from him right now. So, Father, I thank you so much how you led this session today, how you are teaching people about your heart, Lord, about what deliverance is about. You're teaching us, Lord, the right way the way of love, the most excellent way that we can walk in is love for our neighbors. And deliverance is part of that fulfillment of loving our neighbor the way we would love ourselves. And Lord, I'm asking that you would give us a heart, all of us in the body of Christ, and we just pray for everyone, the leaders and the people that are in ministries and the churches all over the world. I pray, Lord, that we would have the heart to love our neighbor as ourselves that truly loving others would become such a joy, even more than receiving things for ourselves. that we would truly see and know that it's more blessed to give than to receive. And God, I just pray for that servant's heart right now to come on people, the ones that are wanting to move in deliverance, the ones that need deliverance. Lord, that their heart would just be humbled right now before you and say, the only way I'm ever going to be free is when the Holy Spirit touches me. And Holy Spirit, you are going to touch them right now. You've been touching them every time, Lord, we gather together and we pray for this deliverance to happen. Lord, you've been delivering people, setting them free and healing their bodies. And Holy Spirit, I know you're doing it right now. So friend, I want you to receive the anointing by faith right now. No more doubt, no more unbelief. God is going to touch you right now. I want you to open your hands to him, open your heart and say, thank you, Holy Spirit. I want you to fill me right now. I want you to set me free. I want you to heal my body. I want you to deliver me of demonic torment and trauma that I've carried all these years. I'm asking you to fill me right now with your love and to push out everything else that is not of your love. Everything that has come into my life to steal, kill, and destroy. I speak to those things to leave my life now. Just repeat that after me, friend. I command every work of the enemy to go from my life right now, and I cut it at the root. I speak now that the abundant life of Christ come into my body and fill me to overflowing in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, come. Fill my body and set me free. Now I'm going to pray for you. Father, I thank you. You heard every word that they just said to you as they have cut off roots as they have asked you for freedom, Holy Spirit, and as they are giving you the things in their life that you want them to give you. Lord, I thank you right now where they need to repent, that you're highlighting where repentance needs to happen. Lord, anything that they need to renounce or break, I thank you you're highlighting that right now. And the power of the Holy Ghost move on them as they take authority in the Spirit in Jesus' name against every demonic stronghold that's been on their life or on their family's bloodline in Jesus' name. We curse it now and we cut it to the root, every demonic assignment, every generational curse, every curse on the bloodline of this family right now in Jesus' name, we cut it at the root. I command it to be uprooted, to leave. Let these people go now in Jesus' name. Every demonic spirit that has been activated in these lives through a curse, 
or through sin or through open doors that have now been closed, you have no more legal right to be there. And it's time for you to uproot yourself and come out in Jesus name. I commend every place where you're hiding in their bodies to loose now in Jesus name and you will completely leave them. Every place that you're hiding from their head to the soles of their feet, you come out of every cell in this body where you have been hiding in Jesus name. Leave up and out now all the way out of their mouth, all the way out of their bodies, all the way out from their feet, all the way up to their head, all the way out now in Jesus name. Holy Spirit, I thank you. You're, you see the ones that you're delivering. You see the ones Lord that need you. I thank you for moving right now on them. I thank you for delivering them. I thank you for setting them free. I thank you. The fire of the Holy Ghost is on them right now. Friend, the fire of God is coming on you right now. He's delivering you. Let that stuff out. Let it out. Let it out. Let it leave. Let it come up and out of you. Let it come up and out of you now. Let all that sickness come out of you in Jesus' name. All pain, sickness, infirmities, leave now in the name of Jesus Christ. We curse it and command it to go. Holy Spirit, I thank you. You're healing people right now. Friends, if the fire of God is on you, you need to start putting in the comments right now what is happening in your body. You need to be testing your body for the pain that's gone, for the cysts that have shrunk, for tumors that have shrunk, for mobility that has happened from from, uh, injuries in your body that were there. Start to check your body right now. If you need to move around, check it. If there's deliverance happening and things are coming off of you, the fire God is on you, you're crying, let us know in the chat. Tell us what is going on. Tell us what the Holy Spirit is doing. He is setting you free. You might be yawning, coughing, hacking things out. You might be weeping uncontrollably as pain is leaving your body. And that is the love of Jesus Christ for you. He wants you free. That is his love. So, Lord, I thank you for doing that right now. I thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name. Fill them, Holy Ghost. Where all the pain was, we just speak right now. Fill them with the Holy Spirit. Where the demons were hiding, where the pain was, where the sickness was, be filled with the Holy Ghost right now. Be filled in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Well, keep those comments coming, everybody. Um, You know, it's just, man, I love it. It's so awesome. Um, um, And then we also have a, you did kind of a... I guess a soft version of this with some, some people. Um, and so we've got a clip. So I want to play that really quick just to kind of show you guys some cool, crazy stuff that happens during this. So let's go ahead and play that. I feel like God wants to yes. really just break some things off of you. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm listening. Okay. So father, I thank you right now. Holy ghost, you're touching Valerie. You're moving on her right now. I just come in every single thing that has been assigned to her life to let her go and come off of her right now. I command it right now from her feet all the way up to her head. I command those things to leave her. I command it to unwrap from her. I command every demonic spirit of witchcraft that has been assigned to her, that has been coming against her. I command it to unwrap from her. I command that spirit of Python that has been sent to constrict her and to stop her and to come against her. I command it to unwrap from her now and come off of her body in Jesus' name. Fire the Holy Ghost on her right now. Yeah, there it goes. Yeah, there it goes. Yeah, all the way off of her now. You come all the way out of her now. Every last one of you, every one of you that's been cursing her. Every one of you that has been on her bloodline, I cut you off right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, not one of you gets to stay. Not one of you hides. Out of her now. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Every single one. Not one left. Valerie is set free by the blood of Jesus Christ. And her bloodline is cleansed and sanctified according to her own confession. And every demonic spirit that is illegally trying to hurt her and abuse her and torment her because of past sins has to go now. How you doing, Valerie? Um, oh, I was, I was throwing up blood. Yeah, that's okay. 
I've seen that. Don't worry. You're okay. Yeah, I felt this. Um, I felt a lot of pressure yeah. on my on my face on my head when I um when I opened my mouth to to start coughing. I felt yeah. um I felt I felt something choking me. Yeah. And I felt my my face feeling like like a balloon. And when um when you said to release it, um when it, when it started releasing, blood was coming out of my mouth. Yeah. It's okay. Sometimes that happens when they've been embedded into they get embedded into parts of the body. You're okay. <sighs> Do you feel released? Do you feel like I I feel released. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to pray for you now, okay? Yes. Stay right there. Okay. Father, I thank you right now for Valerie. I thank you, Lord, for setting her free. Lord, I thank you, God, for every time the enemy tried to steal from her. I command seven years now return, seven years multiplication, seven years increase over Valerie, seven years back, seven years, seven years, seven years for every moment stolen from her, for her entire life that the enemy tried to torment her. And I speak. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are going in and you are feeling every single place that the enemy was hiding in her. Holy Spirit, by your fire, go into her body right now and heal all of those places, even places where the enemy was causing trauma in her physical body and pains in her body. All of those pains are now lifted and going to be gone in Jesus' name. And Holy Spirit, you are going in and you are feeling every place now. Feel now, feel now, every void. Mm. Uh, that's awesome. That's so cool. I should have prefaced everybody that was throw up. <laughs> I apologize yeah. for all you guys with weak stomachs. And you couldn't see her because she was actually in her car at nighttime. So she was one of the ones that was the dark camera. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't see her because she actually laid over in her seat, you know, hacking out. So you couldn't see anything at all. Mm. So people might have been looking for her, but you couldn't see her on the camera. I wish yeah. I could have seen, but I couldn't see her. But yeah. so I was asking her, are you OK? And and you heard it's very concerning to hear, you know, she she vomited up blood. She coughed out this blood. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is what I've I've seen that before, especially with stuff embedded with witchcraft and things like that. You heard yeah. me say, you know, uncoil from her. There was like a spirit of Python that I was picking up in the spirit yeah. that had it been embedded in her, her tissues of her body. So when you command those things to come out and you're commanding them to detach, it's like you're ripping it out of the tissues. And it's not common to see it, but it, it does happen. Mm. So I don't want people to get scared. Like, well, I don't want that to happen when I get deliverance. She's completely fine. We have yeah. checked up on her after I texted the people that hosted the meeting. How is she doing? And she is great. Great. Awesome. Yes. Um, okay, Jennifer, how can people follow you? Yeah, just go to my website right here, contagiousloveintl.com. And there's social links at the very bottom. Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. thank you so much, Jennifer. This is yet another explosive, amazing uh, segment. I love it. Love it so much. Thank so you amazing. so much. Bless so, you guys. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So everybody, that is our show. So we'll see you guys again on Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time. God bless. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.